The beauty of the miracle of salvation cannot be compared with any other experience to be found in this universe. This life-changing experience is available to all, but as Jesus said, few there be that find it. Have you been born again? One of the rulers of the Jews by the name of Nicodemus came to Jesus by night with his question. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus said, You must be born again. You have arrived at God said, man said, and this is a literal spiritual portal to the very kingdom of God and to everlasting life itself. Today, even right now, you can make the decision that will transform every part of your being. Today, you can be free of sin, shame, and bondage. Today, your loneliness and sorrow can be replaced with the glorious presence of Christ and the joy of salvation. I'll do it another day is not the right answer. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Today, an exciting new adventure begins. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Isaiah 45-18, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself, that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. God said, Romans 1, verse 20, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. God said, Colossians chapter 1, 16 and 17, For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Man said, According to Darwin, as scientific discoveries increase, the God of the Bible will become irrelevant. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature article 654. All of these features confirm the inerrancy of God's Holy Bible and are archived on this website in text and streaming audio. Why not use the Tell a Friend feature above to send a soul-winning gospel track to someone you love or download nearly 170 hours of God Said, Man Said to your electronic device? If you have a question... Type a keyword into the search bar above right and watch the screen populate with subjects to review. Thank you for coming. May the face of our God shine upon you with light and truth. John 1, 1 and verse 14 speak of the Father and His Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Revelation 19.13 speaks of Jesus Christ. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. If Jesus Christ is the Word of God, and he is, then by necessity all the world's words and its books must bow down and do obeisance, and like it or not, they do. 
Did you ever consider that scientists searching for life in outer space, looking for extraterrestrials, probing for a parallel universe or universes, or looking for the theory of everything, etc., are actually knocking on heaven's door? Unfortunately for them, academic prowess will not open heaven's door. Only the childlike possess this marvelous key. All of life's questions are answered in the scriptures, yes, even science's loftiest pursuits. As mentioned earlier, Darwin's position was that as scientific knowledge increased, and with the proposed discovery of multitudes of missing links, the irrelevance of God would be established, but the contrary has been the case. Today's science has discovered amazing things that consistently shout God. For example, scientists have concluded the following. Your DNA is a four-letter construction alphabet made up of sentences, paragraphs, chapters, and volumes, confirming the Bible's teaching that all things are made out of words. Scientists have concluded that the human mind is known to have infinite capabilities, confirming Genesis 1, 26 and 27. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Science has concluded that the universe is the product of basically nothing, certifying Romans chapter 1 verse 20, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. They have concluded that the first law of thermodynamics asserts that matter cannot be created or destroyed, but can only change form. What we have, then, is no new matter being created, confirming Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 14 and 15. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been, and God requireth that which is past. Scientists have concluded, after the discovery of soft tissue and dinosaur bones, that their theory of fossilization needs to be revisited, instead of the obvious God's 6,000-plus-year-old earth. The undeniable proof that God and His Word are true and righteous altogether abounds, but they hold their ears and continue to deny. Let not your hearts be troubled, my brothers and my sisters. Your faith is and shall continue to be rewarded. Consider the opposite but parallel thoughts that exist between the carnal and the redeemed. The carnal, unbelief in the biblical record, the children of faith, full faith in the Word of God. The carnal, searching for the origins of life. The children have found the origin of life. The carnal, searching for life in outer space. God's children found the life in outer space. The carnal, searching for possible extraterrestrials among us. The children of faith have encountered and interact with the extraterrestrials among us. The carnal, searching for the proper dialogue to have with extraterrestrials if and when they encounter them. The children, 
received the supernatural language, which is still available to the church on the day of Pentecost, to communicate with God himself. The carnal, searching for that something in the void that controls all we see, the children, know that something is God. Everything they are searching for, the children have already found. Is there life in outer space? Not only do the scriptures clearly state yes, but even tell where. Keep in mind that God was somewhere other than this universe when he created it, and one day soon, this universe that was created out of the invisible will be dissolved. Hebrews chapter 1, 10 through 12, And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same and thy years shall not fail. Did the skeptics even consider that Jesus Christ, who was with the Father before the world began, came to this earth as the Son of Man and as the only begotten Son of God? John eight twenty three reads, And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. And extraterrestrials actually living among us? The answer is emphatically yes. Revelation twelve seven through 12, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought on his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea! For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Extraterrestrials interacting in the lives of nations and men? Yes. The following paragraphs are from the God Said, Man Said feature of the Invisible Kingdom. I find it ridiculous and truly hypocritical that pseudoscience finds belief in an invisible God to be an untenable position. They don't believe because they don't see, yet the very foundation of what they also attest to be scientific proof, they also have never seen. Consider this example from Discover Magazine, June 2002. Black holes are a good lesson about two truths of science. First, a lot of what we swear is scientifically accurate today will be proven wrong within a couple of decades. Second, the advancement of science works so well because it is so willing to be proved wrong. Still, science requires an interesting kind of faith. We're asked to believe that black holes exist, even though no one has ever observed them directly. Likewise, no one has seen an electron or a quark or a proton or a neutrino. We assume subatomic particles exist based on heaps of experimental evidence, but we don't have instruments sensitive enough to allow us to pick up one of them and stare at it. 
Jesus Christ speaks about the children of God, those born into his house through the born-again experience in John 3, 6 through 8. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. He compares the spiritual realm to the wind. The wind defies the eye unless we take into account its effects, the tree's leaves and branches reacting, or the feel of it upon the flesh, etc. No one would contest the statement that the wind is one of the world's most powerful forces. The results of the kingdom of God, invisible like the wind, are hugely universal. No man, group of men, or kingdoms of men have impacted the world for good more than Christ Jesus. No one book or group of books have impacted the world for good like the one Jesus Christ declared unto man, God's holy Bible. The followers of Christ have marched forth in his name, armed with commandments of love, and have turned the world upside down. Organizations working in the name of God's precious Son, Jesus, have fed more hungry, housed and clothed more poor, ministered to more sick, visited more prisoners, and educated more illiterate than all of the world's other organizations combined. In His name, more broken hearts have been mended, more broken homes restored, and more hope given to the hopeless, more widows and orphans cared for than by any other. In His name, untold multitudes of alcoholics and drug addicts have been delivered and restored to their households. Prostitutes have been redeemed and wayward children restored to their families. In Jesus' name, more hospitals have been commissioned, more colleges and universities established, more missionaries funded and dispatched, and more charitable organizations chartered than by any other name. Like the wind, the results of this invisible kingdom are everywhere for the discerning eye to consider. Untold wealth and time has been devoted to discovering the unifying theory of everything that will define the source of the physical world. Science has come to the conclusion that physical things are formed by the invisible. The childlike understand that God is invisible and that He has created all that you see out of that which is invisible. Several quotations from the book God Experiments, written by Dr. Gary E. Schwartz, follow. Patterns in the Void, Why Nothing is Important, the headline reads. We are forced to confront the fact that something hidden in the void is controlling not just the subtle properties of matter, but the density of the universe. As Einstein said it, the field is the only reality. All material things including living systems, are organized by fields as well as generating them. In light of this compelling evidence, logic requires that we entertain the hypothesis that invisible fields play a fundamental role in all physical phenomena observed in nature and the universe. End of quote. Science continues to grapple with what the children of faith take for granted. The headline in the August 2013 issue of Scientific American reads, Quantum Physics, What is Real? Several paragraphs have been lifted for your perusal. Physicists routinely describe the universe as being made of tiny subatomic particles that push and pull on one another by means of force fields. They call their subject particle physics and their instruments particle accelerators. 
they you to a Lego-like model of the world. But this view sweeps the little-known fact under the rug. The particle interpretation of quantum physics, as well as the field interpretation, stretches our conventional notions of particle and field to such an extent that ever more people think the world might be made of something else entirely. The problem is not that physicists lack a valid theory of the subatomic realm. They do have one. It is called quantum field theory. Theorists developed it between the late 1920s and early 1950s by merging the earlier theory of quantum mechanics with Einstein's special theory of relativity. Quantum field theory provides the conceptual underpinnings of the standard model of particle physics, which describes the fundamental building blocks of matter and their interactions in one common framework. In terms of empirical precision, it is the most successful theory in the history of science. Physicists use it every day to calculate the aftermath of particle collisions, the synthesis of matter in the Big Bang, the extreme conditions inside atomic nuclei, and much besides. So it may come as a surprise that physicists are not even sure what the theory says, what's its ontology or basic physical picture is. The Trouble with Particles When most people, including experts, think of subatomic reality, they imagine particles that behave like little billiard balls rebounding off one another. But this notion of particles is a holdover of a worldview that dates to the ancient Greek atomist and reached its pinnacle in the theories of Isaac Newton. Several overlapping lines of thought make it clear that the core units of quantum field theory do not behave like billiard balls at all. First, the classical concept of a particle implies something that exists in a certain location, but the particles of quantum field theory do not have well-defined locations. A particle inside your body is not strictly inside your body. An observer attempting to measure its position has a small but non-zero probability of detecting it in the most remote places of the universe. This contradiction was evident in the earliest formula formulations of quantum mechanics, but became worse when theorists merged quantum mechanics with relative theory. Relativistic quantum particles are extremely slippery. They do not reside in any specific region of the universe at all. If neither particles nor fields are fundamental, then what is? Some researchers think that the world at root does not consist of material things, but of relations or of properties such as mass, charge, and spin. Structures to the Rescue A growing number of people think that what really matters are not things, but the relations in which those things stand. Such a view, a view breaks with traditional atomistic or pointillistic conceptions of the material world in, a more, in a world in a more radical way than even the severest modifications of particle and field ontologies could do. Initially, this position, known as structural realism, came in a fairly moderate version known as epistemetic structural realism. It runs as follows. We may never know the real nature of things, but only how they are related to one another. The atomistic picture of the world in which everything is determined by the properties of the most elementary building blocks and how they are related in space-time breaks down. Instead of considering particles primary and entanglement secondary, perhaps we should think about it the other way around. You may find it strange that there could be relations without relata, without any objects that stand in that relation. 
It sounds like having a marriage without a spouse. You are not alone. Many physicists and philosophers find it bizarre, too, thinking it impossible to get solid objects merely on the basis of relations. Some proponents of ontic structuralism try to compromise. They do not deny objects exist. They merely claim that relations or structures are uh, ontologically primary. In other words, objects do not have intrinsic properties, only properties that come from their relations with other objects. But this position seems wishy-washy. Anyone would agree that objects have relations. The only interesting and new position would be that everything emerges purely on the basis of relations. All in all, structural realism is a provocative idea, but needs to be developed further before we will know whether it can rescue us from our interpretive trouble. End of quote. As science wrestles with the invisible forces of the universe, the children of God embrace Him. God's Word is true and righteous altogether, a place to build a life that will last forever. God said, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Isaiah forty-five eighteen, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it. He created it not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. God said, Romans chapter 1, verse 20, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. God said, Colossians 1, 16 and 17, For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Man said, according to Darwin, as scientific discoveries increase, the God of the Bible will become irrelevant. Now you have the record.